Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR analytics dashboard, providing you HR dashboards, custom metrics, and data quality so that you can automate your HR reporting and analytics process. Why do we exist? Because we know most of you HR and people leaders out there are using manual, tedious, and time-consuming spreadsheets, trying to get a data-driven view of your world, and we know that that is not the best way that you should be spending your time. So go to EmployeeCycle.com, check us out, get a demo. We'd love to explore how we can connect to your HR systems and give you one shared view of truth to be able to see all of your data where you can view, share, track, and analyze that data from one place. But that's enough about me and our company today, because I would like for you to help me welcome a great guest. So please help me welcome Justin Stanton. He's the Director of HR Operations at Presidio, and today we're discussing what is an integrated HR function. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Bruce. Justin, (laughs) welcome. Thank you very much, Bruce. All right. So, Justin, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Uh, My route was a a little circuitous where I started as an intern in finance and started in finance itself uh, on on the equity compensation side just as uh, believe it or not, stock options and restricted shares and RSUs and everything was really starting to lift off. And uh, going forward, the uh, the path was set to make my way through the investment banking route when it really was not for me. Uh, I did like the heavy analysis. I liked the models, everything that came with it, the compliance, but the investment banking aura was was not something I really had. So uh, my manager at the time had recommended uh, staying close to the business because I, I did enjoy uh, the models themselves while staying in a different function, which was uh, actually uh, HR. So going into the HR rep, eventually the uh, HR generalist role uh, was perfect where uh, I enjoyed how HR was connected to the business, how the business was connected to HR, whereby I wasn't sitting directly in the business. So uh, from there, it went from the HR business partner to or generalist to the business partner, business partner to strategy and strategy into operations. So I moved deeper and deeper into HR, but really on its, on its fringes uh, where it connected very closely to the business through data analytics systems compliance uh, and that is where I sit currently awesome thanks for that origin story Justin really appreciate it love how you made your way through all those different areas of HR so today we're talking about what is an integrated HR function and I've never really heard this term before Justin so I would love to know what is it and how do we get there but first, let's start off just with the term, integrated HR function. What does that mean? So it's, it, 
a lot of times, uh, and this is in my, my own experience, uh, integration kind of uh, ends at the shores of systems. So, I mean, ideally, you do want to fully integrate your HCMS into uh, downstream systems from your Salesforce. Uh, you can have it on the contract side, uh, financial systems, so on and so forth. But it can extend past that where it, it kind of takes collaboration to that next level. Uh, and a lot of it operates within HR. So uh, when you're rolling something out, you would have processes that support the system uh, and vice versa. And then you would connect it to the HR teams that would be benefactors of those processes and that system. By looping in their feedback, they could then become owners connecting it to the business. So you eventually create what is the tip of the sphere where uh, for myself in uh, any type of compliance audit or anything to that extent, I'm able to speak on a range of issues because you're involved from conception to delivery and you really need light resources that can have a large impact without involving multiple groups uh, and allowing others to really go in more strategic directions. So uh, that's really the way that, that I've seen it. And it's the, the, the way that I've operated in uh, several HR divisions that I've been in, uh, which is great where um, you are able, you know, like we said, you could deliver the message. You can really do a lot with a little. Uh, so it's, it tends to take on that, that integrated functionality. This is really interesting. So are you saying that an integrated HR function is really an efficiency play and it's more about how do you actually get done more with less? Is that really what we're talking about here? It really is. It, the, the, the value add becomes uh, the not so much the quantity where in audits that, say, even just for myself, audits 10 years ago or when I was in larger companies, you would honestly have in, in any type of compliance, either an ISO or a SOC audit or whatever you want to pick, uh, it would be five, ten people in a room. You have HRIS, you would have the business partners, you would have recruiting, and everyone was there. Uh, now, you can really run it down when, when you involve those groups in uh, not only the systems that support the processes, but as well as the operations, uh, you really do have the ability to speak across multiple verticals. And one, maybe two individuals can uh, really hang with an auditor for uh, half a day if necessary. There will always be some takeaways, but you don't need to throw labor arbitrage at a particular function. Uh, and you can have individuals that move between the functions very well, like I said, in that collaborative capacity, uh, whereas uh, before you're not involving uh, multiple people for let's say one project where it's only one or two are truly involved. So you could, to your point, do eventually a lot more with less and keep the department lean supported by uh, processes and systems as opposed to run by it. So does an integrated HR function almost feel and look like a shared services model or are you where, well, let me go back to that for a second, a shared services model where 
it's a core group of HR leaders supporting HR itself, but then also the rest of the business? Or is this more about having the HR group more integrated with the rest of the business? And so when there are very specific business needs, HR is working so closely with them that things get done faster. That's correct. I think it's, I think it's an evolution of the shared. So uh, you're right in both respects, right? So it's, it's more of the blended approach where it evolved from shared services because that's pretty much where I evolved from as well. Uh, but then you really did start to move less into an HR pushing into the business as opposed to the business pulling HR in. And I think that's where you start to see a lot of the more uh, efficient and industry-leading models where uh, there is no real distinction between uh, using the business partners as the, 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 a strong example. There's no real start and end to where they're connected to the business, solving complex problems, but they're familiar with the tools. They can speak to the tools without the meetings that I've had you know, 10 or 12 years ago where you would have 30 people in a room. Now you could just really have two that could speak on a wider range of topics and really get the conversation going, the problem solving going, and then assigning a project team or assembling a project team that is relatively small in nature with a wider scope. Do you believe this concept of an integrated HR function is wildly different than what we have today? And if so, What are those major differences for our audience to understand whether or not their current HR function is operating under this integrated model? Well, I think I don't think it's wildly different. Different. I believe that it's nuanced. So a lot of it depends on the functionality of the operation. Is your HCMS distributed? Is it functioning the way you want it to? I mean, nothing's going to be 100%, but are you coming from one source of truth? Uh, are there integrations into downstream applications? Are audits, I, I like to, to use audits as the big, uh, the regulator. If an audit comes down and you are terrified, uh, then you probably, if you kind of put your finger in your mouth and put it up to the wind, that's not the best way of conducting an audit. But when an audit comes to your attention, if you have the systems in place, you have the reports built out, you have the security to to back up those reports and the processes that you could speak to and provide evidence to, then I think you really are starting to move into that integrated function because uh, the audits are the big one. They, they result in in fines, in certification suspensions, especially now or even in the tech space where certifications are big to maintain partner contracts and uh, deliver products and services. So I think that tends to be the guide point where uh, how you feel when the audits or uh, it could be through uh, exits, um, whether it's through uh, an investor exit or an investor review, if there's terror and you're cobbling everything together and then you can't recreate it, then uh, there could be there could be some issues. As you're thinking about this nuanced model of HR operations, and as our audience is trying to understand the differences between the two, one of the first questions that I would have is, who owns this? Who's the person and or team that really looks at whether or not these nuances currently exist in the HR team today? Is this more V2 
VP of HR? Is this more of an ops person in HR? Is it more of an operational role under the COO, just pure business ops that's looking at bridging the gap between HR and the rest of the business? Is it the actual business leaders and unit business unit leaders? Where does it start and and should it actually start from one place or does it need to be agreed upon from the beginning that everybody believes this is the best thing that needs to move forward? I think that it, it is cultural. So, you know, different businesses obviously have different models and uh, different outlooks and perspectives uh, where I tend to see it starting is more on the, on the HR leadership team perspective because uh, that's where a lot of the feedback loops will take place and, and, and the resources will be engaged. Uh, and then from there, uh, it does evolve to more the, the business leaders or the business owners. And that's where the, the push and the pull. Some definitely are heavier users of HR than others. Uh, but I think just like taking any product to market, as it becomes more integrated, as you become uh, more problem-solving focused, it starts to switch that mindset into a pull capacity. And then from there, it, it really starts to connect uh, to the business uh, more functionally. So I think that it does originate just like most other you know, operating models along the functions at that leadership team level. And then it, it does connect uh, more along the, the product or business owner lines. And then that's where it cascades downwards and upwards. Do you see this transition of moving to this more integrated HR function as something something that actually costs dollars and or resources? Or is it more of just a different operating model where you just need to switch some things around? I think it's more it's more operating model. Uh, and, it, you know, it's mindset. So it, it seems to be like the natural uh, evolution as to where HR is going. Uh, and, and this is really, uh, this is limited mostly to my experiences, where uh, I do feel as though uh, smaller to medium-sized companies uh, can have a quicker turnaround. Uh, it is very difficult to change uh, large, multi-divisional, uh, multi-continent uh, corporations, uh, where they have very specific... For good reason, they have very specific operating models. Uh, but a lot of it is is more so mindset and and a customer support uh, vantage point, uh, where it starts to look and feel more like a product or service than it does feel like a function. And and that's the biggest difference I've noticed from when I started in HR broadly at a very large corporation uh, to moving on to the kind of the more efficient, smaller companies where you you did have a, a mindset, but you started to move from function first to business first and then delivering your function to the business. So that's been kind of where I am in my in my journey at this stage. You mentioned that it's much harder to try to get this going or change these nuanced operational models and practices in a larger organization versus a smaller one. And so we all know that trying to pivot a cruise ship is much harder than turning on a jet ski. But my question for you is, for this type of nuanced model, is there a company that's also too small to the point where this isn't something that they should even be worried about? And it only comes into play where you have a certain amount of employees and or 
a certain amount of core HR infrastructure to begin with before you really start adding in these additional bells and whistles to the process? I com- I completely agree. Uh, I think that on the on the smaller side, um, you know, you're, you're still more focused on uh, the tools that are available and would make sense. Uh, whereas you start getting into a fully functional HR department, then you start to to, to really work towards a, a more integrated function. Because I mean, you're, you're big enough to have, uh, you, like we said, you're. Uh, your customer-facing roles, your revenue-producing roles, your uh, support on the administrative side, the operations side. So uh, as it gets more complex, it, it, it starts to come more into play. And then last question for you here, Justin. If there's one thing that you would want any of our listeners to remember, since we went over a lot of stuff in great detail, what would that one thing be? One the 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 one thing um, I guess the uh, the biggest takeaway is uh, starting to see uh, for for me it's been most important is uh, HR itself as a function has moved from very siloed uh, off on its own uh, with its own real mission vision it almost uh, when I first started it felt like. HR really was a separate company, whereas now uh, there is there's no beginning and end point. It sits uh, right from the executive suite all the way down. Uh, it sits right in the business, uh, has a measurable impact, and that's really a, a good evolution. And it's going to keep going in that direction. So it really has been uh, interesting. That's been my biggest takeaway is watching it move from uh, more of uh, an outlier to a very important functional uh, functional component of the broader business model. Justin, thank you so much for being an awesome podcast guest and for sharing all of your wisdom and experience around moving to an integrated HR function. Thank you again, Justin. Woo! Go, Justin! Thank you very much, Bruce. So, Justin, where can people find you and Presidio online? Uh, for myself, uh, it's Justin Stanton uh, uh, on LinkedIn is is the best place to go or to start. Um, you can always connect with me, and uh, I'm always willing to share experience, thoughts, um, really, you know, any questions, anything there, and then. Uh, Presidio is uh, presidio.com, and then you can uh, check out the the website is still the the best. But other than that, we you can find us on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, several different social media handles. Awesome, and we'll be sure to include all that contact info in the show notes. So for everyone out there who enjoyed this episode as much as Justin and I did making it. Please, please, please leave us a, a good review and a rating to show that we provided some great content. Also, if this is your very first time listening to one of our episodes, but now you're hungry for more, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.